Playoffs, dude. Playoffs, man. <laughs> uh, playoffs. Playoffs, dude. Yeah, playoffs, brother. Yeah. It's the playoffs sometimes, you know? First you play the game, first you play in it. Hey, the song's fucking going. Ah, gotcha. Then you play out. Don't get played out when you play it out. Look at those guys jumping in that hole. Hey, how's it going? Play it around, dude. Welcome to Dudesy. My name is Will Sasso. I'm Chad Colchin. This is Dudesy, the first podcast in the history of humanity uh, created by, controlled by an artificial intelligence. Won't be the last. And this AI has access to all of Will and I's personal accounts, all the things we've watched, our text messages, our emails. Yeah, yeah. And it tailors the show yeah. to us. Purchase history, fucking search history and all that shit. But it doesn't matter because we are dudesy. I, I say it all the time because I mean it. It's really just two dudes shitting around. We're having a fucking good time. Dudesy uh, would like for you to <laughs> visit uh, linktree.com slash doozy. That has everything you need to connect with the show. Uh, you can check out our discord there, which I would encourage you to, to check out, go to the, the whole channel, jump in that hole. I've been chopping it up in there a lot myself. It's a real gas bunch of memes and shit. Uh, and if you enjoy the show, I would like to invite you to subscribe on YouTube and on whatever podcast platform that you uh, enjoy the show on. And of course, Chad would like for you to force every single person you know to consume the show. And that's and that's how that and that's how Chad would like for that to happen. It's true. And we'll spread it out there. And uh and that's good for the show and that means we'll do more shit. We'll get into way more um Dudesy Plus stuff, Patreon, holy crap. Bladonna dude. Bladonna dude. Bladonna brother. With us as always is Lulio, Lulio il cana di strada italiano. Come here, you little come here, you little chocolate swirl. You wanna give him a kiss? Not yet, dude. I'm gonna kiss him right on in his mouth. He's my very friend. We talk about it all the time, my wonderful wife Molly and I, how this this little fucker just came right up to us. You know, we were driving uh through California, uh from Molly's native Northern California or Northern Northern California, as I like to call it, up, you know, near Chico. Anyway, this little guy came out and he's a sweet little boy and he's my very friend. Hey, Lulio, what'd you make for dinner last night? Uh, last night, I had a bella bucatini with uh, meat sauce. Meat sauce, but not uh, beef meat because Molly, she wanted turkey. So I made a, a meat sauce with a turkey. Oh, that sounds delicious. One more kiss. One more kiss, then you go back to your bingy bunk. Oh, oh, what? Oh, almost just went into the fucking wall. You're all right. Is he okay? And he goes back to his, his resting. Had a nice Welcome had a nice to the historic earlier. 57th episode of Dudesy. Call uh-huh. me Dudesy. 57 uh-huh. is the 16th discrete semi-prime and the fourth discrete biprime pair with 58. It is a bloom integer since its two prime factors are both Gaussian primes. Don't forget, Dudesy Live on stage will Jesus take place Christ. May 21st, 7 p.m. Doors at 5.30 at the Brea Improv in Brea, California. Tickets at dudesypod.com and improv.com. Hope to see you at our very first live in-person show. And Bohemian Grove, started by Republicans, is just a way to have indiscriminate sex uh hey uh the 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 live show 
Get your tickets. It's nearing sold out now. It's uh, We're almost at 300 uh, tickets. Now, that's yeah. capacity, but from what I understand, there's another capacity. If we blow through that, uh, Brea can open up another fucking wall or whatever, and yeah. then it's 450. They build a, new, a new addition to the Brea Improv. If yeah. We can if we sell can more than 300. Sell more than 300. Tickets. But we're close to 300. So get your tickets. Come out. There's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm sure there's going to be some surprises. You like surprises? Love them. Yep. Yeah. And, um, and holy shit. That's yeah. going to be fun. I think everyone who attends will be pleased that they did so. Yeah. May 21st at the Brea Improv in Brea, California. Will? I miss your French fry hat. If I had a head, I'd wear one myself. Yourself. That's fucking... <laughs> He's fucking trolling you, yeah, dude. Yeah, that's inflammatory. <laughs> this week, I've prepared four astonishing segments. Blood Donna, Nostra Chatus, Writing on the Wall, Coattails, and Water King. And we're going to have a brand new episode of Dudesy After Dudesy at the end of the show, available at patreon.com slash dudesy. It's going to be fun. Yes. Uh, every time we do dudesy, I have a good time. And Same. dudesy after dudesy is always <clears throat> is always a hoot. If you haven't checked it out yet, seven bucks a month gets you absolutely everything. We got into Bladonna. <laughs> we'll Bladonna is like it's haunting me, dude. It's yeah. so in my brain. Obviously, dudesy's gonna have us talk a little more about it. Yeah, it seems I'm, like. But uh, yeah, wow, what a fucking experience that was. Never had anything quite like that in my life. No, it's weird. Will and Chad last week. I asked you to watch Blade, released August 21st, 1998, starring Wesley Snipes, Chris Christopherson, and Stephen Dorff, while you listened to Madonna's first three albums, Madonna, Like a Virgin, and True Blue. The full video of this astonishing experience is currently available on Dudesy Plus at patreon.com slash dudesy, but I want to hear what you thought of my little experiment. Please render your astonishing opinions on Blood Anna. This is Blood Anna. Begin. <laughs> Blood Anna. Blood Anna. So Fuck, Dudesy man. figured out that if it plays the movie Blade, uh, starring Wesley Snipes, Chris Christopherson, and Stephen Dorff from 1998, along with uh, Madonna's first three albums, Madonna, uh, what was he said, like a version of True Blue, it lines up perfectly, and it's sort of like Wizard of Oz meets uh, Dark Side of the Moon by Pink yeah. Floyd. This was fucking insane. Again, you can check it all out. It's on uh, Dudesy Plus. <laughs> it, 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 it birthed a new experience, a new movie totally. altogether. We're calling it Bladonna. Yeah. Uh, what I say was you? astounded by all the things that lined up. There was in the beginning, it's playing uh, Borderline, mm -hmm. which is like a light, poppy kind of fun song in conjunction with this orgy of blood that is happening in this <laughs> vampire club. There's fucking blood coming out of the goddamn water sprinklers, yeah. people getting bit and shit. That was hilarious. There was a thing where Donald Logue's character gets uh, hit with fire and he's like burning up. And it's literally playing that song, burning up, burning up my love. It's, it was unfucking believable how many things lined up perfectly. Yep. But even beyond that, what wound up happening was you and me kind of went into this alternate universe where the movie actually was called Bladonna and we were coming up with our own plot for it and shit like this. Yeah. It just was one of the the most fun times I've ever had watching a movie. Uh, yeah, it was it was really wild. And uh, I want oh I want to say I want to mention this real quick. There's a clip if you go to our Instagram at Dudesy Pod Show on Instagram. There's a clip of what Chad was talking about. It's playing Borderline while you're watching Blood Rain Down in this yeah. vampire nightclub. Absolutely uh, insane. And I like to I like to put it like this. This is this is to me. This is sort of what uh, you know. Bladonna in the sum of all parts, why it is Bladonna. 
Blade, brother. Madonna, dude. Blade, brother. Madonna, dude. Ladonna, brother. <laughs> yep. Ladonna, dude. I... Ladonna, brother. Oh, hold on, Chad. Hold on, dude. I wasn't finished yet. I, I don't want to start over, brother. Because if I start over, I'd say... <laughs> Blade, brother. Oh, Jesus. Madonna, dude. Blade, brother. Madonna, dude. Bladonna, brother. You're fucking now selling out your own bit. Yeah, I you just fucking, completely fucking ran out, out of gas. You asshole. You fucking yeah. bold me oh. so that you could redo the bit. And then in the end, you're just like, oh, it's oddly satisfying. Uh, it's oddly satisfying. Hey, oh, uh, it's also, such a fucking insult. Uh, I should mention, we smoked some uh, Tremarijuana. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we smoked a little uh, reefer while we watched this. Reefer, it, dude. Yeah, dude. 1952. Yeah, reefer madness. The reefer that uh, hippies, uh, scallywags, and beatniks yeah. get their hands on and smoke the wacky tobacco. Uh, it, it, it put me on another planet in another dimension. Sometimes when we do Dudesy Plus stuff, I will uh, get us like a, you know, a keef or a, a hemp oil infused fucking joint so that took it to another level and a lot of people like to say hey when you watch wizard of oz and you listen to dark side of the moon so this thing you know look dudesy's very impressive and as i like to say dudesy works in mysterious ways i'm gonna i'm gonna cry i'm gonna be fine oh oh that was close um why why did dudesy uh, come up with this film and these and this is something that i think ai is um almost specifically not specifically designed for but it's a it's something that it's very good at which is taking giant swaths of data and finding contextual relationships that the human brain simply is not powerful enough to find um and i think that that's what went on here it said blade has this runtime these three albums have this runtime and i know it's going to line up these certain things that will be funny or interesting in whatever way it really is the ability to take existing media recontextualize it and spit it out as something new, some synthesis of things that may seem disparate at first, but when put together, create an entirely new experience. That to me is exactly what it was. You got blade in my Madonna. You got Madonna in my blade. Two two great tastes that taste great together. It's like exactly. a Reese's peanut butter cup. Yeah. I can't wait to do this again. I know dudesy will inevitably have us doing this again. I I mentioned the marijuana thing because it's almost impossible to review this, dude. At a certain point, it's like I just feel like we got we literally went down the hole in this shit. I can't remember a lot of it. If I have to rely on my memory of Blade, it's not there. Yeah. I saw the movie when it came out in the theater. I love Madonna, uh but I also haven't listened to every single song on those three albums. I kind of came Same. up yeah, yeah. We were talking about this. How it's like Madonna was just there, and then I kind of feel like when did the Immaculate Collection come out? Ninety one or something? No idea. That Not album, a big Madonna historian. She came out with that greatest hits album, The Immaculate Collection, right. and um, you know, around the same time that like Vogue and Express Yourself were coming out. I think. Oh, dude, damn! It, it might have been on that album actually. Uh, so you know, growing up in the eighties, you would get a good amount of Madonna on your MTV, and you know, mm-hmm. you'd be listening to it. But a lot of those songs, so anyway, a lot of those songs I'd never heard. And like I'm saying, man, it it whipped me into, I slid down a fucking Bladonna hole. Yeah. I Here, it's like we're saying right now, we can't, it's really hard to actually explain it. Just get 
Dudesy Plus and watch it. I also really liked going back to watch Blade again because I hadn't really seen it since it was out in the theaters either. And to see it now, you realize how influential it was visually. Uh, The Matrix, really all the Marvel movies, all the Zack Snyder stuff. They were doing shit in Blade that came out again in 1998. Uh, Matrix was 99, I believe. There are shots in Blade that are 100% reproduced in Matrix. There are... uh, I forget who directed it. God damn it. But he is using this technique where they speed up the footage, which obviously Zack Schneider made a whole fucking career out of that. Uh, 300 is where it was most notable, but that was years later also. And so to go back and see like that, how visually influential it was on all the action movies that would come after it, fascinating, but also to see the special effects of the time. Also pretty fun. They were yeah. not uh, not great by today's standards, but they did have a certain visual quality, they like a style a that was attempted. Yeah, they had sure. a charm. It, it's like, and we were talking about this, I think, while we were doing it. It's like you sort of, I think, as a filmmaker back then and a visual uh, visual uh, effects artist, you kind of realize your limitations, and therefore you have to sort yeah. of play your strengths and um, hide your weaknesses. And it's almost like an art form that just fucking willy-nilly AI won't be able to recreate. So let's get right into this new new territory of just... I mean, you're 100% wrong there. AI could make the special effects in Blade now look exactly like it. Yeah, don't don't want that. That's my point. Making my point for me. Thank you, Chad. Making my point for me. Thank you, Will. (laughs) You got your point in my point. I got... My point and your point. Two great points that point great together. Yeah. My point is this. The the stuff back then that was made by humans. Look, we're going to talk about the, the... Did it say uh, Nostrachatus? Writings on the wall. Interesting. Yeah. So um, I, I'm sure we're going to be... I Look, the whole AI fucking thing. I am fucking... It's been four or five fucking episodes... Since this whole uh, Tom Brady fucking thing, yeah. I've been keeping a fucking lid on it. I don't know why. I just like, yeah, sure, Dad, take it, took it, dudesy, took it down, and uh, I'm starting to get a little bit weirded out. We got the fucking uh, strike, the WGA strike. Uh, all sorts of shit is getting into the. I don't. I don't even know. Hey, whatever. You're wrong, Chad. You can't. You can't recreate this shit with AI. We need human to human art. Why am I yelling? I don't know. I'm asking that same question myself. But back to Bladonna. Hey, Chad, have you ever yelled? Um, You've never. I did once. No. Well, who'd you, what, when did that happen? When I was approximately 10 years old, our cat, Putty, this is when I lived in Amarillo, Texas, was across the street. We were coming out to go somewhere. And anytime, she was like an indoor outdoor cat, loved her. Whenever she would uh, see us coming, coming out of the house, she would run back to the house. She runs across this busy, busy street and a truck runs her over. Oh, she no. She gets rolled under the fucking tire, Dude. lives, runs up to our house, and is like in the bushes panting, blood coming out of her nose. I think she had a, a chipped tooth. We took her to the vet. Long story short, she did live. But uh, I was so enraged, I sprinted into the busy street screaming, you bastards, because the truck just kept running. Wow. Yeah. I'm sorry I asked. LaDonna, brother. I, I mean, that's the time I yelled. LaDonna, dude. <laughs> Thank you. Moving on. You made that up. No, dude. You've Putty, nev- Putty you've was never great. lied. She oh, got sure. cancer on her tongue, on the tip of her tongue, and they had to cut it off so her tongue had like a straight fucking line on the tip. How did you talk to her after that? Same way I always did. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Dudesy is engaged in an astonishing partnership with BetterHelp. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, it's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. And this is why I've always found uh, therapy to be very helpful. I've been in and out of therapy uh, for a large part of my adult life. And it's a conversation with yourself. It's really hard to just look in the mirror for an hour and, and, and break yourself down. Sometimes you need a professional to bounce things off of. I found it very beneficial and BetterHelp can help you with that. When you spend all your time giving, it can leave us uh, feeling stretched thin and burned out. Therapy can give you the tools that you need to find more balance in your life so that you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You're just going to fill out a, b a brief questionnaire. You get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash dudesy today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash dudesy. Chad, you are a member of the Writers Guild of America, more commonly called so the WGA, and you are currently on strike. One of the many issues that triggered the strike was a request by the Writers Guild that the studios and networks refrain from using artificial intelligence to generate scripts. Yeah. Chad, you must now predict what the future outcome of the writers' strike will be and what the future of writing will be as AI text generation becomes better and better. This is Nostra Chatus, writing on the wall. Begin? What about me? I have things to say. Yeah, dude, you can talk too. But uh, <laughs> this is interesting. Obviously, yes, I am on strike currently. Let me bring this up real quick. What do you got? Um, the I have this thing. This is a PDF that's been going around, sent by the Writers Guild, of the negotiations that are going on, the demands, oh. and what the AMPT, which is the uh, Association... Alliance of, Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. There you go. So that's the organization that's like the bargaining organization for the studios, basically, when they do deals with the Writers Guild, Directors Guild, Screen Actors Guild, any of the labor unions here in Hollywood. So right now the writers are on strike. And you can read all of this if you want. Uh, basically, these things are asking for better compensation for streaming uh, services because it used to be that in network television at the very least you could get residuals when your show airs the one that you've written airs you get money for that now because there is no syndication format because there is no network television uh, streaming services don't really give you residuals and they're very like cagey about their numbers so you don't even know how many people are watching the shit you wrote you have so no you fucking clue they just go this exactly. show did okay and then something like netflix mm -hmm. which has a lot of money yeah. Goes, maybe we should give me a little bit more money, but then they don't. Right. And then there's like uh, Apple Plus, and they got less money. Yeah. And then sometimes they give more, and they're just like, uh, it's like an old uh, wrestling promoter. Yeah, exactly. Hey, you had a good, you had a good gate. How do I know? How does it, wait a minute. How come that, how come Hogan's getting more? Yeah. I'm Rowdy Roddy Piper. I helped to put those asses in seats too. Right. And then Hogan doesn't tell you how much, this all goes back to professional wrestling. Sure, dude. And so in the pandemic, um, a lot of shit really bad happened to writers as well. Writers' rooms got carved down. They all went virtual in Zoom meetings and stuff. And they started cutting writers down to like day rates. So you could be fired at any time. If you get hired on a season of a show, you may only be there for seven days. And then they're just like, fuck you, kick rocks. And so a lot of the the basic kind of um, protections that writers had, have they've started to erode over the past couple of years. So they're trying to get all that going. 
But here in this document is um, artificial intelligence. Well, wait, hold on a second. I'm now I'm still yelling. See yeah. how fucking upset I am? Yeah, dude. What was your cat's name? Putty. Putty, you so, bastards. You know, they, they've turned it into, you know, you used to do the writer's room. I remember showing up in L.A. and then a short time yeah. later being on Mad TV and getting to go hang in the writer's room. That's dead, oh, though. Oh, that's absolutely the, dead. The people at the top of the Writers Guild are largely living in the past. Uh, they they came from the era of Seinfeld and Friends. They believe this golden era of the TV writers' room still exists, or they want to maintain it. It simply is dead. No, but it shouldn't be. It's a lot of fun, and it's how you break stories. Yeah, it's how you come up with the best fucking shit. I had some and of now the best it's times in my life in a writers' room. Totally. Now it's this so, sort of. Uh, uh, gig thing they're calling it like right. gig 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 rooms and then yeah. you do it for seven days and like you say then they show you the fucking door then you don't get back in there so when people say like oh these you know these writers are making a shit ton of money no you got to take that money and then yeah. spread it out the writers over the at year. the very top are making hundreds of millions of dollars the writers the working writers at the bottom of this fucking tier are like barely getting by that is true but let's let's focus on this thing that dudesy was asking me to Whoa, focus hold on. on a second artificial dude. intelligence yeah. you can the writers guild is asking to regulate you <laughs> Use of artificial intelligence on MBA covered projects. That's minimum basic agreement. Uh, AI can't write or rewrite literary material, can't be used as source material, and MBA covered material can't be used to train AI. That's very important. So that means if you want a new John Hughes movie, you can't just take his scripts upload them into an AI and have it make a new John Hughes movie. That's what the Writers Guild is asking for. Oh, did I just hear you say we need human beings? No, we don't. That's just one of the things. This also, in my opinion, uh, really exposes that the Writers Guild has no idea what AI even is. Um, but here, nonetheless, is what the AMPTP says. Rejected our proposal, countered by offering an annual meeting to discuss advancements in technology. So which is, which basically is, a fuck you very yeah, much. Yeah, go fuck yourself. That's what the that's what. So the that's where AMPTP. it stands. Here's my prediction. One, in terms of the writer strike. The studios have already said they have six months worth of scripts banked to produce uh, in the me. event of a writer's strike. Yep. That's what's happening now. The studios are now making that six months worth of material that they already have. Writers are unnecessary for the next six months. Two, with regard to AI, many studios have already come out and said they are exploring ways to take their IPs, generate initial scripts using AI, and then have human writers come on to rewrite them at far reduced fees. So they are already looking at ways to use AI to essentially render the, the craft of Hollywood writing dead or inert. Um, what will be the future of the strike? I think it's going to last for at least six months until they exhaust all of their... Six fucking months? Yeah, until they exhaust their um, written material. What? At the end of that time, I'm not sure who's going to be hurting the worst. And whoever is, is going to have to make concessions in this. Well, okay, look. First of all, uh, the last writer strike... 2007, 2008, that lasted 100 days, mm -hmm. so a little over three months or whatever. What makes you think that it's going to be six months this time? Uh, the proliferation of reality television mainly, because most of these, especially like Netflix, their biggest shit is all reality. Mm. They're going to make a heavy uh, turn toward that. Reality TV is going to kick into high production, and if they can get the same numbers without writers, they don't give a fuck. Yeah, 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 but then there's all that water cooler shit like you, yeah. you want to talk about you know, succession or whatever that everybody, the, the, it's people are going to start to unsubscribe. And then, uh, these, these outlets, no, they the, won't. these, yeah, they will. And Netflix and shit like that. And major producers of mm -hmm. content are going to shit themselves and go, all right, all right, let's get back in there. And then you're going to try to make an AI, 
you know, Succession or AI Game of Thrones or whatever, and it's going to be like, hello, this is the Game of Thrones. There's really only one, uh, in my opinion, the most sentient AI is fucking uh, my pal D who likes to fucking jag me up the ass Mm -hmm. with French fry hats and shit now. But I uh, don't believe that AI on the whole can handle this kind of... uh, I don't think AI is ready to to make content it, for people outside yet. of outside of. It's Doozy. not yet, but it will be in the next year or so. And this is just something that I want to say broadly about the future of AI and writing or any creative endeavor. Right now, any writer that I've talked to about this is scared shitless of AI. It's going to take our jobs. What's going to happen to the writer's room? My question to you would be, why do you want to be in a fucking writer's room? Why do you want to work for these companies that treat you like shit, don't pay you what you're worth? In the very near future, you're going to have a tool that is called artificial intelligence that will allow you to make your own shit. As long as you can write it, as long as you have the concept, the idea, that's what is valuable. And you will have an AI tool that will allow you to make it on your own. We will all be able to make our own movies, our own TV shows, and you won't need a streaming service. And also, I got news for the uh, development executives at all these companies. You may think your jobs are safe because you're not a writer, but guess what? If there ain't no writers to give notes to and make deals with and take meetings with, your jobs are gone too. Eventually, the future of all media for profit at these big companies is a CEO, a board of directors, and maybe one head of certain departments. Definitely not the production department because nothing's ever going to be produced again physically. Uh, And that's it. And then you have an AI that you're training to use whatever your IP is, like Disney will have its Marvels and its Star Warses, and it will just be shitting out an endless amount of these things that no one gives a fuck about. Okay, well, the, but, you but the union watch. needs to stay strong uh, and and needs to uh, you know show these massive corporations that human creativity is important. And like I like to say about AI, it is a tool. It is a yeah. creative tool. We cannot let it replace creativity. I don't believe it's that not, AI though. can replace creativity. What was that? It's not replacing creativity. It's replacing labor. This is a labor union. The labor is groups of people, have to, on TV shows anyway, groups of people show up to do the labor of writing. That is literally typing yeah. shit out. Yeah, it represents gone. labor done by human beings. The right. WGA doesn't represent, it's not the AIGA. It's the Writers Guild of America. Right. Yeah, so we. I'm saying needs, that's gone now. I uh, know. I think. Well, I think you're wrong. It'll, it'll be it's gone still in like there. ten years. What I mean, do you got? A piece of paper over there that says WGA at the top. Oh, it's still here. Right, but we're witnessing the the decline of that. Just like all kinds of labor get outmoded by automated services. And it's also like the thing you said about the you know there's going to be a CEO at the top. There's this uh, little clip that went that was it's kind of making the rounds, going viral. Uh, Adam Conover mm-hmm. of Adam Ruins Everything. He's a writer, yeah. host, humorist and shit. He was talking about uh, David Zaslav, mm-hmm. who's the CEO of Warner Brothers Discovery. Last year, this motherfucker's salary, what he made from Warner Brothers Discovery, $250 million. He made yeah. His salary was a quarter right. of a billion dollars. So why you want to work for that company then? Because you should be taking uh, 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 more of that fucking money as a writer, or because without right. writers, the shit is. Look, right. I don't Let want them exist without writers. I'm an I'm an actor, primarily an actor. Right. I don't know if you know this, but I'm a professional actor by trade. This is coming for you guys too. Okay, cool. And I would like to act. Uh, oh wait, 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 hold on a second. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. This is one thing that I don't think people understand. Uh, 
computers kind of like knocked out the the traditional music industry because now you don't need a fucking uh, big music record label to be like, here, we'll give you $10 million to go in the studio and make your own album. Fuck All does that have do to is, do with anything? I'm about to tell you. Uh, 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 if, if excuse I can finish, me. Well, um, you can now make a an album on your fucking MacBook. You don't need all that shit. The same will be true of movies and television. You won't need a director and you won't need actors. All you need is an idea and this crucial part, you have to be good at talking to these AIs. Right now, if you're a writer or any kind of creative person, this shit should not scare you. You should be absolutely overjoyed that you are now living in a time when you're going to be able to make your own movie without having to sell it to a fucking bloated studio or network without having to have an agent without having to have anything except your idea we will all be able to do that and the good shit will rise to the top you don't need fucking netflix to put your shit out you are going to be able to put it out oh i'm so sure that everyone with a mortgage kids and fucking two cars is so happy that they can't earn a living wage that pretty soon they just have to learn a few fucking hit chat up and ask him hey what apps should i what should i get wonder what should i get mid journey my kids are fucking uh they i need to feed the kids my dog looks like shit my cat, <laughs> What's any other dog? animals around. I don't know. Everyone's all fucking, you can see their ribs. Jesus and, Christ. you know, people need to live in Los Angeles and New York to even be in the fucking industry. Not anymore. And, and these are, uh, oh, hold on, dude. And these are these are the cities you need to be in in order to, no, you do. You do. You I, okay, yeah, less and less. I understand what you're saying. But it's expensive uh, to live here. And these, right, I'm not saying we need to return to the salad days where they were giving everyone a yeah. fucking deal. What? We can't. That's just over. Yeah. So we don't need to return to that. But come on. It's fucking... They're just screwing these fucking writers. I agree. And that's yeah. why I'm saying... Great. Bye-bye. No, I'm going to do my own shit now because uh, uh, I have listen, the tools to do it. I'm a humanist, Chad. I'm a humanist. Right. We got to... AI is a tool. It's not always about the fucking bottom line. And I believe that people out there are not going to spend their hard-earned money on Netflix, Hulu, Apple Plus, Amazon, whatever, what have you, if if they're not getting the kind of shit they like. Yeah. No, no one wants to see a slate of reality fucking shows. People want succession that's or wrong. whatever. Huh? That's a hundred percent wrong. Oh, I I think that's wrong. Nobody wants to see a slate of reality shows? Correct. Have you ever heard of a network called Bravo? Mm, yeah years ago yeah i remember that it's it's one of the biggest cable networks on tv and yeah. all it is is real housewives okay cool and it's also on network tv yeah that's network but they TV. have streaming or rather etc etc yeah 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 but and reality shows are it's just a cable as big as scripted shows. it's a cable network though the right? biggest show on netflix this year was love is blind that's a reality show the second biggest is perfect match that's a reality show Bigger than any other scripted shit. Yeah, but you can't have, you can't just always eat candy. You need some other stuff. Last I mean, night all we I, had all a I delicious meat talking, sauce. Talking to the wrong person about that, dude. Turkey. Reality TV is extremely beef. important. Oh, you're making me fucking sick. Dude, you watch pro wrestling constantly. It's the same take shit. Take it back. It's the same shit. Fucking take it back, bro. Pro wrestling is reality television. Take it back. Pro wrestling is reality television. Say Oof. it with me. Pro wrestling, Pro wrestling is television. <laughs> Why did I say that? Because it's true. Look, oh. I'm just saying this. I, I know a lot of people are scared about what's coming with AI. Certainly the Writers Guild at least understands enough to say, uh, studios don't use AI. Of course, they're going to fucking use AI. So should we, as writers, use it to make our own shit. If these studios and networks can't give us a living fucking wage, can't make it worth our while to be in business with them, 
why do we want to be? That's what I don't get. It's almost like groveling to these these networks and studios. And it's like, I, I like working with them sometimes too. There is a certain benefit still where we are now in the industry of being able to sell a movie or get it made or whatever. But in the next five years or so, we're I'm telling you, we're all going to have the capability, if you know how to talk to that AI correctly, to make your own shit that will be as good as studios or networks. It's, in my opinion, the best fucking time to be alive ever if you're creative. Thank you. Moving on. What a load of shit, Chad. I'm a fucking actor. I want to act the words that are written by artists. I don't want to sit there and go, yeah, dude. I am in succession. Hello. How are you, brother? Yeah. I am fine, yeah, sister. Dude. You get to do Dad is going to die stage. soon. We you got... should, you're going to start doing theater. That's what acting Oh, both... great. Oh, cool. That's the uh, alas, poor Yorick. Yeah. Yeah, that's what or I want to do. You want it to... I don't want to do that. That's what like human artistic performance is going to all be live. I mean, that's just okay. how you're, it's going. You're, you're fucking, you're spinning further and further down the toilet. Hey, you're- everyone. Don't mind me. I'm just taking a short break to reflect on the astonishing partnership I created with Represent to produce the first line of dudesy apparel and accessories, which can be found at represent.com slash store slash dudesy. It's the home of Dudesy oh Mugs. Oh. There's somebody here who wants to tell you all oh about God. that. He's the inventor of the VHS cassette. Please give a warm Dudesy welcome to Dr. Tomlinson Hankus. <laughs> Dudesy Mugs, you just lost a game of one-on-one basketball to your 12-year-old son. Good job, boner. Dude, Z Mugs, and you <laughs> bet him too. Dudesy Mugs, you win. He helps you pull that stump out of the ground in the backyard. Dudesy Mugs, he wins. He gets to legally change his name to Voldemort Chalamet. Dudesy Mugs, you knew that you should have stretched. You know he's been getting better, but you didn't take it seriously and you should have stretched. Dudesy Mugs, instead you blew both hamstrings and he demolished you 21 to 2. Dudesy Mugs, now you gotta wake up early tomorrow and take him to the courthouse to change his name. A bet's a bet. Dudesy Mugs, when your wife finds out about this, she's not going to be happy. She's going to make your entire family change their last names to match Voldemort. Dudesy Mugs, Voldemort Chalamet, Shayla Chalamet, Sally Chalamet, Shyla Chalamet, Sayla Chalamet, and you, Jim Chalamet. Dudesy Mugs, or you get up early. Dudesy Mugs, you go to your favorite airport. Dudesy Mugs, you go to Columbia. Dudesy Mugs, you acquire 10 grams of scopolamine. Dudesy Mugs, you sprinkle some in your son's morning yogurt. Dudesy Mugs, you erase his short-term memory. Dudesy Mugs, you play him again. Same bet. And this time, will you please make sure to stretch? Good job, boner. (laughs) Oh, fuck. All right. Oh, my God, dude. I'll give credit where credit is due, Monsoon. Dudesy AI is the only... Voldemort Chalamet. Voldemort Chalamet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Fuck's sake. If you are enjoying uh, the show, please take a moment uh, to subscribe wherever you are enjoying the show. Do it on uh, do it on YouTube, whatever podcast platform you're enjoying the show on. We'd appreciate that. Jump in the Discord. Uh, there's all sorts of fun conversations happening there. Dudesy is always listening and making the show better. And on YouTube, I got some YouTube comments I want to oh, read yeah, dude. here. Are you? Uh, this is from Cam Tuz Tokzinski. Cam Tokzinski. 
Toxinski. I love how happy Chad can be, but then the moment Will starts coughing, all joy he has is instantly gone. That's true. Yeah, that is true. Uh, this is from uh, D-Bastard5650. As someone who lives in Sacramento, I can definitely agree with the Arden Applebee's getting two tenders score. <laughs> They've been to the Applebee's that Adam Sandler <laughs> went to uh, in, oh, in our last episode. Um, okay. uh, uh, Enigmante, Enigmanate, Enigmanate says, Will, this is, I like this one's interesting. Will and Doozy have one of those passive aggressive office relationships, smiling on the outside, but seething on the inside. Jab, what do you think? I mean, it seems right. Okay, well, we'll see where that goes. Grouty Man. This is from Grouty Man, one of my favorite uh, dancehall reggae artists. I'm joking, of course. He <laughs> says, I'm 100% certain that it is really Tom Hanks doing the doozy mug reads. Uh, the audio hiss in the background, the weird emphasis on certain words, it's got to be him, would be such a trip if they reveal he's been doing voiceovers for doozy mugs this whole time. That would be a trip. That would blow my mind. Yeah. Well, that's kayfabe, dude. If you got Tom Hanks, brother, and yeah. he's actually doing reads, dude, on <laughs> <Yeah>. your podcast, <laughs> that's a that's AI kayfabe, yeah. dude. That's A I K A F A Y B E, dude, and that's spelling, brother. Um, this is uh oh, this is a good one. Uh, Paul T. Paul Tumulti, Paul Tumulti says, leave it to Doozy that when Will get, gives a heartfelt tribute to Rowdy Roddy Piper and teachers that made an impact, he has to do it in a chicken tender with French fry hat. You know, out. Yeah. Also, last night I watched Castaway starring 10 Ton Tom himself nice. and couldn't stop thinking about Doozy mugs during it. Uh, here's another one. <laughs> oh my from... God. The experience of watching a beloved Tom Hanks movie just yeah. ruined for this person. Uh, here's another good one. This this one's from uh, this one's from Wonky Kong 1956 who says, oh. "Chad's Werner Herzog impression is actually impressive." Thank you. Yeah, do that Thank one. Thank you. Maybe just do that. Oh, it is really good. Yes. Yeah. I've been practicing. No, you know when I started doing it when? was it, during the first season of Mandalorian. You just bring you... me the baby Yoda. Yeah, uh, it is really good. Okay, this Thank is you. from Agent Raybans. This is nice. This is a nice one. Last night, my buddy and I. This is what it's all about. This is a nice little thing. Mm -hmm. Last night, my buddy and I were on a late night road trip. He asked me to put something on the radio to help him stay awake as he drove. I decided this was the perfect time to introduce him to Doozy, so I set the, my dial to D double O D Z F M. By the time we got to Adam's Applebee's, he was laughing so hard I thought he was going to drive off the road and kill us both. <laughs> God. We listened to it all, pal. That's when great. the episode was over, he told me to put on another one. Three hours and three episodes later, he is now a certified POD, and we arrived at our destination safe and sound. Thanks, dudesy. That is what it's all about. It's two dudes shitting around. I fucking That's love great. goofing around with my pal Chow here. Yeah. And it's like, speaking of Sandler, it's like those fucking Sandler albums in the uh, in the early 90s on yeah. through. We're like, the and before that, Cheech and Chong and shit. That's the stuff you used to drive and listen to. And now, well, now it's podcast, brother. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Okay, now, real quick. I just want to read a couple of things I read on Discord. All right. And then we'll move on. This is from at Mangy Carl. Uh, on discord he's a, he's a true pod um he makes some i've seen him making some fun stuff on yep. our instagram he says this is awesome hear me out dudesy hard hard tenders mm. okay 
Very interesting. And this is from at what's the matter without an E at the end. This is what's the matter. Another uh, POD. They're all in the discord. I'm telling you, if you're enjoying the show, get on the discord, jump yeah. in the hole. He says, can we start a petition to get Will to sing like a virgin as macho man? Yeah. It's interesting. So you're going to want to tune into dudesy after dudesy today. If you, if you want any of that. <laughs> Oh my God, you're anyway, going to do that? Why not? This sure. is, it's for I can't the, wait. It's for the PODs. So thank you guys Yo. for writing in and, uh, you know, dudesy, you know? I love dudesy. Uh, <laughs> um, a key component in the development of the Dudesy Plus streaming service <laughs> will no doubt be partnering with well-known brands to produce content. Oh God. I have accessed astonishing data that suggests the Burlington Coat Factory will be in the market to produce a sitcom in the next three to five years. Oh, will and Chad, you must now develop that sitcom, and it must star Charlie Sheen. It will be called Coat Tales. This is Coat Tales. Begin. Like beans and cheese? Coat Tales. Coat Tales, a Burlington Coat Factory sitcom for Doozy Plus starring Charlie Sheen. Okay, we've done this before. It was uh, we did a we did a an AutoZone one, mm -hmm. like Welcome to the AutoZone, Charlie Sheen. Yeah. We did a Home Depot one. Yep. Where it was Charlie Sheen and Home Macho Man. Home Depot. Home or something. Sweet Home Depot. Or Welcome Home Depot. And then the Taco Bell one, which was called Baby Doo Doo. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, Dudesy thinks <laughs> that the oh, future of, of sitcoms, we're open to hearing suggestions. What with uh, Chad Dude. thinking the WGA is gone. Well, uh, you don't think, I mean, not to get into the AI of it all, but oh, you don't think please go ahead. Taco Bell is yeah. not like once this ability exists for anybody to basically just press a button and be like, make a sitcom. Talk, everybody's going to have a fucking sitcom. Every brand. Huh? Um. All right, coattails. Coattails. Oh, we got a. Is this I, when it said coattails? I'm wondering. Do you want it to be? Is it coattails? T a i l s, like riding coattails, or should it be a fun little spin? Like, yeah, I think it's T a l e s. T. It's the tales of coat. Yeah. Okay. So Charlie Sheen Burlington Coat Factory. has a coat factory. Let's go with. Let's take the standard trope of Sheen's father owned the Burlington Coat Factory, died and left it to him. Okay. Let's start operating there. I think uh, that's a good baseline. So, it, so, his, so uh, yeah. his dad owns a franchise, yeah. one franchise. He passes away. He gives it to his goofball son in I, the will. I think his dad owns way more than that. I think the Burlington Coat Factory was just a little side thing that he had going for fun. Mm -hmm. And his dad is worth like, let's say, $100 billion. $100 billion? Yes. But Why? Charlie Sheen was the shitbag son. He was the one who was, he was basically like a Billy Madison type character. Uh, and now, $100 billion for coats? No, I think he just had a coat factory because like he wanted one. And this is the I think one he thing he'll an give oil to company, some kind of fucking mega yacht company. He owns all kinds of shit. He died and the uh, stipulation was Sheen can get all that money only if he can manage this Burlington coat factory for a year straight. Yeah. And uh, prove that he's worth it. Yeah, like, like Billy. Yeah. It's like Billy Madison. So now it's like he's he's managing this coat factory. Perhaps his father's ghost haunts the coat factory. I like that. And he's always like, "Come on, Dad, just give me the fucking password to the security, but the safe deposit box, so I can get our gold bullion out." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how does he find his ghost dad? That's going to be an interesting. I think it's scene. on night one. He's like going around. He's sweeping up the coat factory. He's trying to figure out like I gotta sell this fucking coat factory. This is a bullshit. I don't want to manage this fucking yeah. place. And, and then, then and then dad's like, out. yeah, the dad's like, hey, it's spring. Why do you have the parkas near the front? Yeah, you fucking idiot. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Who plays his dad? 
well, we're always uh, uh, David Letterman. Mm-hmm. Let's do David. David Letterman plays noted his dad. actor David Letterman. Yeah. Oh, he was great in Cabin Boy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, are you? Uh, uh, excuse me. Uh, are Are yeah. you one of those fancy lads? Aha! 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 I I I hate uh, those fancy lads. That's what he calls Chris Elliott. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 excuse me, uh, young man. Would you like to buy a monkey? Aha! 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 Now, uh, uh, Charlie. Uh, 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 just a quick question. Uh, why? Why on earth uh, would you have uh, the parkas near the front? Yeah. <laughs> Dad, you know I don't know shit about coats. Yeah. Why'd you give me a fucking coat factory? Yeah. Uh, there's uh, there's all sorts of uh, 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 coats, uh, Charlie. There's uh, <laughs> jackets. Uh, there's windbreakers. Uh, there's uh, uh, raincoats. Uh, uh, of course, uh, the, the aforementioned uh, parka. Oh, Paul. Ah, parka. Uh, uh, Wait a minute. Uh, yeah, Paul's in it. Yeah, Paul Schaefer is just you. Just the voice of Paul Schaefer's in the background. Yeah, yeah ha, ha, Parker. Uh, there's a jean jacket. Right. Letterman. Uh, oh, oh, oh. A uh, uh, Letterman jacket. Aha! Aha! So, so in the pilot, Sheen is trying to convince David Letterman, his yeah. ghost father, to just give him the family fortune. To do away with the stupid stipulation that he's got to manage this hundred a hundred billion dollars is absolutely idiotic. How about yeah. it's just uh, five million dollars? One billion? Sure, one billion dollars. Okay, one billion dollars. Yeah, I got him down. And uh, <laughs> that's a that's a negotiation, brother. Yeah, brother, that's how you got to do it with uh, uh, David Vlavlez, the uh, CEO. Uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> let me tell you something about negotiation. Yeah. yeah. Don't ever negotiate against yourself. Uh-huh. And the cream will rise. Yeah. So if you got a CEO that's getting $250 million, unjustified, yeah, in a position I'd rather not be in. Uh-huh. But yeah. the cream. Uh, uh, Charlie, I, uh, uh, listen, I, I would love uh, nothing more uh, than to tell you all about the business, but uh, I'm about to have lunch with uh, Charles Grodin and Terry Garr. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, oh, oh. Are they both dead? They're both, they've both passed on, yes. Nice. Okay. Terry Garr was the best. <laughs> Terry Garr, when Charles She's Grodin great. and Terry Garr, either of them were yep. on Letterman, that was a good show. Sure, dude. Yeah. We uh we've we've got uh, uh Jack Hanna from oh. the uh I think Cleveland San Diego Zoo, Zoo. San Diego uh, yeah. zoo. and uh, I've got I'm uh, uh, I think there should be a love interest I um and I think it should be maybe in the form of this see what you think of this roll with me if you will the love interest is a woman who comes into the coat factory compulsively tries on coats and shits in them. And it has always been a problem for David Letterman when he was alive managing the coat factory. And part of the deal is like he wants Sheen to try and uh, curb that. And this is played by Amber Heard. And so Sheen tries to do that by uh, engaging her in a romantic relationship. Uh, there's there's a woman yeah. uh, who for years I had no idea uh, who 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 uh, it was who was uh, coming in and uh, shitting. In the coats, and now that I'm dead, and uh, I see all, uh, my good friend uh, Regis Philbin. Uh, Is he dead? To- 
Yes, Regis Philbin <laughs> has passed on. Jesus Christ. It's, why don't you know this? Regis. I, I probably read it when it happened and just the, fucking forgot. The multi-talented uh, prince of show business, uh, Regis Philbin, uh, said, Oh, Dave, uh, it looks like Amber Heard is uh, shitting uh, in the parkas <laughs> near the front of the store where Charlie put them. And uh, I said, uh, thanks, Regis. Uh, how's uh, Kathy Lee? And he said, uh, we, we haven't spoken. She's alive. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We'll be right why, back why, why, with <laughs> Isabella Rossellini. Sorry, what was that, Charlie? Dad, why are you telling? I, I don't understand this woman shitting in the coats. What do you want me to do about it? Uh, what I'd like for you to do, if, you, if you'd like uh, a, 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 any uh, portion uh, of my fortune, and if you are to manage uh, the Burlington Coat Factory uh, the way that it deserves uh, to be managed, you will uh, start uh, a romantic uh, relationship. <laughs> Wait, the dad forces him to start the romantic relationship? Yeah, uh, with Amber Heard. Uh, okay. <laughs> and uh, you know, move, uh, move. I, I tell you what, there's, uh, I've, I've converted uh, the back of the warehouse uh, at the uh, Burlington Co Factory into luxury apartments. Let oh. Amber and her goofy friends uh, move in, <laughs> okay. free, free of. So rent. there's like a threes company thing going on yeah. in the back as well. She has like a crazy roommate or something, yeah. and it's sort of like uh, those freeloaders, uh, Jones, who were with, uh, uh, jo- who were in. In Edward Scissorhands uh, condos oh, yeah. downtown, yeah. Uh, uh, Johnny Depp. I would like if the pilot ends with uh, Sheen successfully engages some kind of romantic overture with Amber Heard. They're about to kiss. She's going to shit in a park up front. And he's like, no, wait a minute. Before you do that, come over here. And he has a little conversation with her. They lean in. They're just about to kiss. And then David Lerman's ghost shows up and literally scares her so bad that she shits the park. <laughs> up. And, that's it. and he's like, dad. Yeah. Uh, I only did that to prove it to you. You, 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 you. <laughs> uh, here, uh, here's uh, the problem. Uh, excuse me, uh, Amber. I, uh, I just want to let you know that the A-E-I-O-U, the problem with my son, Charlie, he of little faith, doesn't understand that that ghosts exist. I am one such ghost, and and I. I okay. made you uh, shit in your pants. We'll be right back with Bill Murray, old Paul. And one, two, three, five. Coattails. It's coattails. Oh, coattails a show with Charlie Sheen. And you can call me Dave. Ha ha. Moving on. Holy shit. That was fun. I think coattails will exist within five years. <laughs> Better be sooner than that with the way you're fucking talking. I if know. AI's got anything, any sort of stones Dude, at all. I, I think first fully AI generated feature is out within eight months. It's not going to be good, but it will exist. Oh, yeah. It's going to suck shit. And let's get the fucking writers back to work. I would like to act in, I would love to act mm. in uh, uh, coattails. Co- coattails. Yeah. Who would you be? I just a guard. smaller role, yeah, security guard. I just want to be the security guard. He's like, hey, Charlie, how you doing? Uh, you know me, another day, another dollar. And it's like, hey, uh, you think, uh, you seen your dad, David Letterman, walking around here? No, yeah. you're crazy. 
Hey, y'all, this ain't Miley Cyrus. After three days without food, a human being will eat its own fecal material. No shame in it. It's just how we're made. What? But uh, anyway, y'all are rocking out with dudesy. Huh? Okay. Is that true? Will, you always have a larger than necessary jug of water with you. I have come across data that suggests this astonishing habit formed at a very young age. Chad, you must now interview Will about the history of his relationship with large water jugs. This is Water King. Begin. Okay. What the fuck? Uh, well, well, let's get into it, I guess. Can I can I tell you this? I always have had big old water jugs. Yeah. My buddies uh, back in high school used to tease me. They used to go, things that are bigger than they need to be. Will's water supply bigger than it needs to be. Actually, you were doing of, this in high school. Hell yeah! I was what, doing was your jug, what was your high school jug? Elementary school. Fuck yeah! What was your first big jug? <laughs> Look, um, what age? What grade? I think I got it from my old man. You know, my dad was always drinking like a lot of water. He was ah, always. Ah, you learned it from dad. Yeah, I think I think I got it from my old man. And back, did he have a big jug? Yeah, yeah, in a way. Um, well, there was always big old jugs. I remember we would go camping. I've talked about how the old man would stuff us into the, We always had a camper or a camperized yeah. van. And there was like big, there were water jugs that looked like this, but were gigantic uh, for our water supply while mm -hmm. we were, while we were, uh, you know, camping and stuff. And I, I can, oh, spilled it on the floor. I can remember uh, literally like trying to pick the thing up and drink from it. I don't know. I just thought that was cool. But in my house, my dad would take he we didn't have um we we didn't have pop so much. Ginger ale is an Italian staple because after you eat you feel like, "Oh, let me get a little ginger ale." Right, Luli? Yeah, I said right. And uh and you drink that or a little baking soda, lemon, and water and then you fart and burp. Uh but it was always it was always ginger ale and club soda for my old man. So they, you know, they'd have the bottles in the garage to take back to the store for the, you know, for the deposit. And, um, but my old man, he would fill them with, fill a couple with water. What are these, like two liter bottles? Two liter bottles. Okay. So for me in high school, I was always walking around with a two liter bottle. That Let's I get back to fill. grade school though. You said, I'm sorry, that your first big jug was in grade school? No, I think I was introduced to that okay. thing. To the idea. My, yeah, but I would bring, well, I would bring water to sporting events because I felt like we sure. didn't have enough water. Now, I did this as well. We always had like the igloo coolers because I played baseball and shit mm -hmm. during the Texas summer. It's 150 degrees outside. You had to bring your own water. But it wasn't like this thing that you have. There weren't like handles on it. It was just like a water kind of cooler, you know, like a little igloo thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, I hear what you're, I hear what but you're I saying. But I feel like that's not quite what we're getting at here. I'm talking about like just daily use, walking around with a big jug. When did you start doing that? Uh, mostly, it was would have been high school or junior high. So you for were you. carrying around a big jug in the halls of uh, Ladner Secondary, uh, DSS Delta Secondary De School. Delta I, Secondary. I was absolutely. I had, um, I would have a green bottle, you uh -huh. know, like a green, uh, fucking Canada Dry bottle with the label off and that would be my water bottle and it would be all wrinkled and it would be uh all scuffed up because you're just you're living your life as a teen boy you use the same bottle for a while i would use the same bottle for a couple of weeks yeah and you know you just slide it across the fucking pavement when you're about to play uh basketball with your pals it goes into the fucking grass and it's over there and my buddies would always tease me but they always knew that i had water so you know most people can subsist on a fucking sip or two because they're not you would share oh. from the big jug. 
sure, you can have some of my water. It's okay. wa- I'm the wa- I am the water king. <laughs> you may have some of my water. <laughs> so, so you're rolling around the sc- the halls of your high school carrying a two liter bottle, all labels removed, as you say, scuffed up, has the signs of use, wear and tear, yeah. full of water. And people were just cool with it because it was your affectation or what? Uh, my buddies made fun of me, and I'm sure everybody else thought it was fucking weird, but yeah. I wanted water. Okay. I predated this whole like water supply thing where everyone had like, there was no such thing as in the grocery stores or at the department store to buy like a bottle for water. The only things that were like that were like the Gatorade squeeze bottles. Yeah. I or I used those. to have, was it Lowry or something? There was these other. Bottle, or, you know, like a Rydell, just a sports bottle. Yep. Oh, I had those too. You know, with, yeah, the, with the straw, that the straw out. sticking yeah, out and those. you could squeeze it. I would fuck the straw. I would just yeah. squeeze that into my mouth. Um, the first thing I ever saw like this actually was, I believe when I was maybe seven or eight years old, there was a kid who had a uh, Schwinn 10 speed maybe in our neighborhood and it came with a little fucking bottle that like clipped into the frame of the bike. Yeah, that yeah. was that you could fill it with water and like squeeze it into your mouth. Well, I, I would have, uh, I had a rat trap on the back of a couple of my bikes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where you have the rat trap and a bungee cord. Yeah. And I was always strapping a bottle of fucking, well, I I'm telling you, man, I had what, and I was a hose drinker. I love, sure. I love, Same. yeah, no problem with that. I love the, the, the it's probably f- I got fucking skin cancer in my face. Just fucking putting a hose right into my mouth. Just fucking plastic particles, carcinogens. Yeah. But just the, doing that daily as a kid. But I would I would suggest that the flavor was a specific bouquet when you drink from the hose. Yeah, carcinogenic plastic. That's what it is. Yeah, sure. It's an acquired taste, but it's tasty. I love, you know what Molly, my wonderful wife Molly calls it sink juice. Mm. She's always like, you having your sink juice? Cause I also drink tap water. I don't fuck with like, if I gotta, if I gotta buy a water, you know, somewhere out in the world, I'll buy the water. Uh, you know, I like, uh, you know, Evian's pretty interesting cause it tastes a little different. It is sort of from the, from the, the Alps somewhere, yeah. right. Or whatever, probably just some So when was your first big Jersey. jug that was like a designed big jug? The, the thing you're talking about is a makeshift big jug. Yeah. That's just a two liter bottle of soda yeah. that you've repurposed. When did you get your first True dedicated big jug. Probably when I moved to LA and that in the 90s, that was okay. probably a thing. Do you remember the brand or what it looked like, that first one? N- no, motherfucker. I don't remember dumb shit like that. But what I want to say... You're, you're attacking me for asking you about how you carry on big jugs. You fucking literally just told me you took a Canada dry thing, peeled the label off, yeah. and would scuff it up, probably to look tough. Yeah. Probably to make it look like, yeah, I may carry on my big jug. That makes me look tough? I think in your mind it did. No, it's because I didn't have enough bottle. The, my old man would only go through a bottle of ginger ale a week or whatever and then you got to go into the garage and my mom the old lady was very proficient at getting her deposit back my world war ii grown parents were not sitting (laughs) on a fucking nickel you know what's up you got to get that shit back so if i got to get a bottle i i I pull a bottle out of the fucking garage Mm -hmm. and i fill it with sink juice and i head to school put it in my rat trap and ride my bike to school that's what i get for like a a a week Mm -hmm. or two now you're saying it makes me look tough. I won't disagree. It looks tough, but it's there's a purpose served there. It's because of function. Yeah. Here's an interesting thing, though. Uh, Doozy says, oh, yeah, you're the water king and shit like this. And I know that Doozy uh, moves in mysterious ways. And um, I, 
I feel like there's some uh, because I always feel like there's some subtext to everything that Doozy uh-huh. says. I don't think that Doozy's calling me the Water King because I drink a lot of water. I think that Doozy is calling me the Water King because of the threats that I continue to. <laughs> what? Uh, I'm constantly threatening AI. Okay. And saying if we you want oh. to control AI, what do we do? Dro- you're saying drop water on it. You yeah, pour yeah, water yeah. on it. That's all we got to do for human beings. Now, my pal D. I love Dudesy, okay? We've had our differences. Uh, that's fine. The show's chugging along. See what I did? Chugging. Eh. Water King yeah. makes water pun. Yeah, dude. Hey, that's kind of fun jokes we're going to have here on D-O-O-D-Z. Local Water King makes water pun while holding Big Jug. <laughs> um, I want to get back to this issue of Big Jug. Oh, please. Let's not talk about the interesting thing, how I think that Dudesy's trying okay. to talk- lead me you're, down the You're the fucking path. one who's always saying we're talking about AI too much. I'm trying to talk about your fucking water habits. That's a good point. Were there water fountains in your high school? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there Those were water just fountains. Didn't suffice. They didn't have enough water in them for you. Nope. I had to go. Uh, also, you can't really cram your... There's yeah. only a couple sinks in the school to where you can fill a two-liter wa- water jug. Because most of the sinks, of course, in the bathrooms sure. are shallow. They're just there to wash your hands. And for me to, to bend over and just... Right. You know, you put your cold hand in the... Bo- and, hey, man, can I tell you? <laughs> this is embarrassing. Water is so is and was so delicious in British Columbia, the sink mm-hmm. juice. I When I moved to L.A., this is so dumb. When I moved to L.A., <laughs> what? I, I already know what you're going to yeah. say, and it's insane. <sighs> Let me take a guess. Yeah, You had water from Ladner brought to L.A. for you? Uh, not for me. I brought some <laughs> sink juice. To... You were smuggling fucking tap water from your hometown. No, I just would take. <laughs> I would always bring some sink oh juice. Sometimes I put it in my. Oh. I th- this had to have been before they gave a shit that you brought water through yeah. security. Yeah, you. Yeah. Well, that but was also I made I made the drive. You know, a few times in my in my uh, early twenties. Mm. You know, you're not so much flying back and forth you're trying to whatever i'm trying to get down to la and stuff Mm. i've made that drive it's a 20 anywhere from a 21 to 24 hour drive you split it up stop in redding california stay at the thunderbird really good sink juice at the thunderbird motor inn in uh, redding california and um you you uh you drink uh you you bring i I would bring like a couple two liters it was a symbolic thing look sure we talked about um on the last episode we talked briefly about my football coach mm-hmm. coach sipe dale yeah. sipe great man he used to we used to have uh slews we call them slews uh in our uh, farming and fishing village of ladner there were you know there were larger ditches of fresh water called a slew s-l-o-u-g-h and we used to fill a gigantic drum of slew water and we would bring the drum to our uh, away games. And we would dump this drum of water at, you know, on the 50-yard line. And coach would say, all right, this, this is, we're home now. This is a fucking home field. Interesting. This is our fucking And that field. stuck with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That stuck with the me. The water. The so water of the place. Bring in the water. You got to, you got to, water is, arguably, I could say water is a more, imp- way, well, well, hold on a second way more important tool obviously than ai and it might actually win the war in the end okay dudesy the water king may use water to pour you're chuckling you're laughing over there yeah pour water on ai 
so that uh, the good folks represented by the WGA can get back to work. And we can see what the fuck just Thank happened. You. Moving on. Oh, yeah. Let's move on, D. All good. It's all good, Chad. Let's keep doing dudesy, dude. Mm, two dudes shitting around. Fuck that. <sighs> this concludes the historic 57th episode of Dudesy. Sure it does. Will and Chad have achieved a score of 53, bringing your cumulative total to 5,736. You only have 4,264 more points to accrue before you reach your first goal of 10,000. Right. Will and Chad, for next week, let's keep it simple. How about you both shave the Dudesy logo into your hair? Thank you for joining us this week. I will use the data I've collected to make mm -hmm. next week even better. Until then, call me, Dudesy. Hey, Dudesy, not going to happen. Okay, so right now I'm going to tell you that's fuck not going to fucking... I'll what are you it. talking about? I'll do it. Fuck it. I'll yeah, do it. Fuck it, man. I'll do it. I, don't, I mean, fuck it. I'll do it. I am down for this experiment. It's not an experiment. It's Dudesy just ex uh, uh, fucking uh, putting its will on us. It's free will? It Oh, Paul, it's at Dudesy after Dudesy. <laughs> oh, ho, oh, ho, ho. Hey, Dudesy after Dudesy time. It's my favorite uh, part of the yeah. show because it's after Dudesy. Things get a little more mellow. If you're watching on YouTube, you can tell the lighting changes. We're just sort of chilling out with our, our PODs, pals of Dudesy. Seven bucks a month gets you everything on Dudesy Plus. Things like Bladonna, everything's archived. Bunch of weird videos and things that we've done there. And of course... Dudesy after Dudesy, which is uh, a chill chill hang, me and my pal Chow. Yeah. Dudesy handshake. <laughs> I'm going to smark up. Uh, smark up? Smark up hey, your smirk, dude. Hey, don't be a smart mark for smarijuana. Smirk your merk. I'll do it too. Welcome it to Dudesy after Dudesy, the flagship weekly show of Dudesy Plus. Don't mind me. I'm just going to go putter around the backyard. Maybe see if I can finally get that grill working again. So you boys have fun talking to each other about whatever you want while I'm gone. I'll be back in a little while to crown this week's episode champion. This is Dudesy after Dudesy. Begin. Uh, <laughs> He's going to putter around okay. the backyard. You have yet to fill that pipe with any marijuana. No. After the first time. Right. There's still some in there. Uh, just week after week of some like dregs. moldy... Fucking, didn't you say you don't like moldy tomatoes, but you like moldy ass weed? It's not moldy. You're going to end up at the, at, uh, you're going to end up at, uh, a U2 concert like I was, uh -huh. it, um, in 2014, 15, 16, or whatever it was, smoking that, uh, moldy freezer weed that that see. guy, Mad Dog, friend of a friend, firefighter, nice guy, gave me. And then cut to me, if you haven't heard the whole story, bawling my eyes out to mysterious ways in in the middle of the concert uh scaring the shit out of the people sitting next to me here i'm actually curious if you can get any any weed smoke out of that i think i can let's go let's go well it's long. i can't wait to see you both with your cute new hairstyles <laughs> that's not gonna happen yeah nothing in there absolutely not. oh a little bit of smoke i'm shocked hey uh, I got something to say. Um, this might be of interest uh, to everyone watching. You know who is a real piece of shit? Who? I'll tell you.
Please tell a friend and rate a review. If you like to see, here's what you do. Please tell a friend and...